With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I thank the Lord for the privilege that we have together by the radio and study the Word of God. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're continuing our study on the subject, Bible evidence, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We began our study by, first of all, looking at His supernatural birth. May I just simply say that no man was ever conceived and born as was the Lord Jesus Christ. We looked at the angelic annunciation to Mary. Then we looked at the Holy Ghost conception. And then we saw the angelic annunciation to Joseph. And then we looked at the birth, and we saw the angels as they announced to the shepherds, Behold, to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And we saw the star guiding the wise men to where the young child was. We looked at his supernatural boyhood. We saw him taken to the temple when he was eight days old to be circumcised. And we looked at the experience of both Simeon, an older man, and Anna, an older woman, there in the temple at the time of his circumcision. We looked at his supernatural baptism, how that when Christ was baptized, the heavens opened and the Spirit of God descending in the form of a dove and lighting upon him. And then we heard the voice from heaven which said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So we saw his supernatural boyhood and we saw his supernatural baptism. Then we saw Bible evidence that Jesus Christ is the Son of God in his supernatural battling. We looked at him as he battled the devil, disease, the deep, the demons, and even death. And in all of these, we see there is something supernatural about this man, which testifies that he is the Son of God. And so we saw his supernatural birth. We saw his supernatural life. Now I want to begin the thought on looking at his supernatural death testifies that he is the Son of God. But in building up to that, I want to go back to the book of John and just look at several things that Jesus said earlier in life concerning his death. In John chapter number 5, we have the situation where Jesus heals the impotent man there at the pool of Bethesda. And when he does, the Jews immediately began accusing him of violating the Sabbath day. And so it is as though here at this particular time, there begins an argument against him and denying who he is. They will not accept it, that he has the power to make a man whole and to forgive sins. And then we come on later in John chapter number 5, 
And here's part of the argument as it goes on. Notice in verse number 30, our Lord said, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. And, of course, he speaks there of the witness of the Father. Then in verse number 33, he gives another witness as to who he is. He talks about the witness of John the Baptist. He said, you sin unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. Then in verse number 36, he said, not only there's John the Baptist that bears witness that I am the Christ, but I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So he said, there's the witness of John the Baptist. Then there's the witness of the works that I do. Then in verse number 37, he said, And the Father himself, which has sent me, hath borne witness of me. So he said that John the Baptist bear witness that he is the Son of God. The works that he was doing bore witness that he was the Son of God. And then God the Father bears witness that he is the Son of God. And then in verse number 39, in verse number 40, our Lord said, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. What Scripture is he talking about? He said, And these are they which testify of me. So our Lord says to them there at the feast of Pentecost in John chapter number 5, he said, don't just take my word for who I am, but look at the witnesses. And then he offers them the witness of John the Baptist. He offers them the witness of the works that he does. Then he offers them the witness of the Father. And then he offers them the witness of the Scriptures. And he says to them, and of course there was no New Testament written at this time, but he said, you search that Old Testament Scripture, and he said, every place in that Bible that gives you any hope of life eternal, that Scripture is speaking of me. Let me just mention that we do not have to think we have eternal life. We can know it. The Bible said in 1 John 5, 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. But to those Jews at this time who reject in Christ, his argument is, you search the Scriptures, and every Scripture in that Old Testament that gives you any hope of eternal life is a testimony of me. So he said the witness of John the Baptist, the witness of the works that I do, the witness of the Father, and the witness of the Scriptures, all bear witness that I am the Son of God. Then in verse number 46 and 47, he offers to them another argument. He said, for had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. 
But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my word? Now, these Jews revered the law of Moses in a religious sense. They were not really living by that law or keeping that law, but they held it in high esteem. So Jesus is saying that Moses spoke of me. You didn't believe him. If you would have believed him, you would have believed me. Well, the argument goes on in chapter number 6. After feeding that multitude with the five loaves and two fishes, he presents himself as the bread of God from heaven and goes on to say that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood if they're going to have any part with him. Again, they reject this. Then you come to chapter number 7, and there's the Feast of the Tabernacle, and he makes that great prophetic utterance about the Spirit which would come. You come into chapter number 8. He forgives a woman who was taken in the act of adultery. And again, all of this is just continuing to increase the anger of the Jews. And Jesus comes to the point in John chapter number 8, verse number 28. Let me put it in human language. He comes to the place where he realizes they are not listening to what he is saying. So in John chapter number 8, verse number 28, here is the conclusion of our Lord in this argument. Notice his words. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Now, let's reevaluate what I have covered here in John chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8. Our Lord Jesus Christ proves to them that he is the Son of God, first of all, by the healing of the impotent man at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter number 5. And then he goes on and he presents his argument as to the fact that John the Baptist bore witness he was the Son of God. The works that he was doing bore witness that he was the Son of God. Then the Father himself bore witness that he was the Son of God, and the Scriptures testify that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then Moses bore witness that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, or he said, Moses wrote of me. So he offers these evidences in John chapter 5. Then in John chapter number 6, he performs that miracle and feeds the multitude, turns right around and presents himself as the bread of God from heaven. He talks about how Moses gave them manna, but it was not really Moses giving them manna. It was God giving them the bread of God from heaven and they reject it again. He presents himself at the Feast of the Tabernacles in John chapter number 7. And it's as though the argument continues and it goes on to chapter number 8. And down through these verses, he presents himself as the Son of God, the man Christ Jesus that God sent into the world to be the Savior of the world. And they continue to reject Christ 
And Jesus said, when you reject me, you reject the Father also. And then it comes down to verse number 28. And again, I say it's like coming to the closing of the argument, as if to say, I am not going to discuss this any farther with you. You do not believe that I am the Son of God, but you just wait. When the Son of Man is lifted up, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Christ is simply saying, you wait till I get to Calvary. And when I am nailed to that cross, and when I'm lifted up between the heavens and the earth, then there will be some undeniable evidence that I am not just a mere man. I am the Son of God, and I am the one that God sent in this world to be a Savior of His people. So you will not believe me now, but you just wait. And when I have been lifted up, then you will know that I am the Son of God. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of Internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-